Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. Hey, we're talking on a new microphone. It's pretty fancy and it smells new and I like it. <laughs> we're testing it out because new series, new microphone. Ta-da! That's not really, because we already started with those, because uh, um, uh, we, we've taken a sidestep from our season two, our William Hartnell watch mm-hmm. right now, because Verity has homework to do. Homework. Which is um, two episodes. Two? You're doing two episodes, right? Yes. Uh, the End of the World and The Unquiet Dead, we're doing them both as one episode, simply because we just did The Unquiet Dead a few months ago, talking about companions, specifically talking about Rose. So we're not devoting an entire episode to The Unquiet Dead. We're just kind of tacking it on. You're you're doing the Eros Lynn block for Verity. Sure. This one and Unquiet Dead were made at around the same time by the same crew. The second production block of Doctor Who since its return. That's exciting, isn't it? Okay. Well, you can kind of tell that things are a little more under control, perhaps, compared to, to Rose, and especially once we see um, Aliens of London and World War Three. Everything's kind of um, in. But anyway, when was the last time that you um, saw this thing? I'm pretty sure the last time I saw it was when it was on. Well, maybe not when it was on, because I didn't see it right away. I don't think when it was on. I had to acquire it somehow. So I'm pretty sure the last time I saw it was the only time I saw it like, before this. Like 10 years ago, basically. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I don't remember rewatching it at any point, and it seemed very, very fresh and new to me. I, I remembered some of the stuff that happened just because I'd heard people talk about the episode and read essays and stuff about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seemed new, new, new. Wow. That's crazy. So you've it's almost as no it's not almost as long because some of these the classic series stuff you haven't seen in like 20 years Mm -hmm. this is like half that time but still it seems like a really long time especially given how relatively readily available it has been you know it being netflix or tv or whatever but you haven't watched it nope we adults have different priorities we do. There's a lot of media out there, and there's a lot of stuff that I like, so I've just focused on, on other things rather than doing a rewatch of, of early new Doctor Who, which I had trouble getting used to in the first place, so I was kind of resistant to going back to. Yeah, the, for the, for me, this is the... I mean, Rose was okay and everything, and I liked bits of it uh, and, par- and, and chunks of it, um, but this was the first episode for me back in 2005 that made me think, yep, Doctor Who is back. I really, really like this. Um, let's see where we go from here. What what did you think at the time, actually? And, and what did you think now, having watched it for the first time like in 11 years? At the time, I was like, mm, I don't... Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Close I, and, and watching it now, I there's so much in here to like. There's a lot of stuff that's really good. I can understand why you had that reaction. I wish I could have watched this fresh without having the baggage of classic Doctor Who in in the particular way I did because obviously you had the baggage of classic Doctor Who and you found that you liked this I did not there's that whole scene which now I recognize is really good between Rose and the doctor and and Rose sort of talking about how the TARDIS has gotten inside of her head without asking and he just sort of picked her up and took her away and who are you and she's very sort of She's questioning everything. She's resistant to it. And when I was watching it, I was like, what is your problem, girly? This is not right. How dare you treat the doctor this way? I just, I, 
because there had never really been anything like that in the classic series and I was just very dogmatically like <laughs> chained to my baggage and the continuity of it this show is different it must not be different that's what your basic opinion was yeah it really was it was and I mean I I feel I do not feel guilty about that that was an emotional reaction and people have emotions and that's fine uh I was not in a place where I was, say, emotionally evolved enough to recognize where that was coming from, like I am now having kind of looked back on everything. So I just sort of stewed in that for a while. And it took me a good few more episodes before I was really, truly on board. I don't remember exactly where it happened. Maybe we'll get to that point and I will remember. Uh, But watching it now, wow, this is quite a story. It's very realistic and it's much more realistic than I had kind of thought in the way that it treats joining up with the doctor I didn't remember the specifics of what annoyed me so much about it the first time so I didn't actually remember Rose thinking about the fact that you know she doesn't know this guy and who is he and oh my god he took me to the very end of my planet and uh, I mean I guess I have then and now a sort of I don't know I don't want to say larger worldview because that sounds very silly, but the the idea of the Earth dying in five billion years, it doesn't actually bother me. And I think even in the same situation, it still wouldn't bother me. I mean, I might get a little nostalgic, but I wouldn't be kind of as upset as she is, but she's also only 19. And this is her um, f- first trip in the TARDIS thinking, you know, she was like comforting her boyfriend at one point and like literally, you know, like two minutes later. She's on the deck of the space station in the year 5 billion slash 26 slash Apple or whatever the hell it was. (laughs) So naturally you are, you know, because you were just on Earth and now you see Earth as that. And you've just talked to your mom 5 billion years ago on the phone, but she's dead now. So naturally she's kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, a bit overwrought. I think she can be be forgiven for that. Yeah, she can. Mm -hmm. I... But the fact that she can be forgiven for it doesn't mean I have to personally relate to it because I don't. Oh, I would have. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I thought it was believable. Oh, it's not that it wasn't believable. It's just that I I so often watch Doctor Who from the standpoint of like, you know, I do put myself in the companion's place and look through the companion's eyes and or or look at the companion as the ones that are my favorites are the people who are either the most like me who react to things the most like the way I do, or the ones who I would want to be with or aspire to be like or would like to hang around or be with. And Rose doesn't really meet any of those criteria, which doesn't make her a bad companion. It just makes her not my companion. Why don't you like Rose? Were you not just listening because of all of those things? Oh. She's, I, I am, I, even when I was 19, I was, I was not this kind of character. <laughs> right. I was not this, this person. Uh, I was not friends with this kind of person. Those kind of, you know, vibrant and exciting people didn't want to be friends with me. She's not that. She's a shop girl, though. Mm-hmm. She's meant to be, you know, average and blah. Um, but she happens to look like Billy Piper. So, uh-huh. so there is that element of things. I suppose it's tough for her to look entirely blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I've I've always been a Rose fan. I liked um, I liked her as a companion, and I thought she filled a nice role in this, um, because it's odd actually how she doesn't really do. She's she is kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like she's 
a spectator in most of it. She doesn't mm-hmm. actually, you know, unlike Rose, where she sort of does things to help. She, and I think it helps because of her, you know, her character and experiences that she has to kind of be like the one who needs saving in this point because she is completely overwhelmed by the future and the crazy world that uh, the strange man has just taken her. So it, even though, you know, in later episodes it would seem very odd if she was just sort of sitting in that, um, that viewing chamber and just sort of waiting for someone to save her. In this episode, it kind of, I think it kind of fits. Yeah, that actually stood out for me quite a bit. I was, I was a little bit surprised that she's just stuck in that room, sitting there or cowering for most of the story. And that did seem weird because I know that later on that, just, that is not the way that she is at all. And even in the first one, she wasn't. But even so, she actually does have a few things earlier on before she gets trapped. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she she gives permission to, what's her face, to speak. Buffalo. Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Okay. Ruffalo. Um, which was which was nice and named after uh, Mark Ruffalo, actually. Shut up. That is not true. That is not true at all. Um, but was, yeah. Yeah. Go on. That was so. That was kind of a I don't know what you might call a classic Rose moment. She she always takes the time to to sort of be human with people. Oh gosh, that sounds very racist, but uh, <laughs> speciesist. <laughs> but she does. She's she's she cares about about people and apparently aliens a and people moment is what that was. Oddly enough, that scene, this uh like a lot of the episodes in this first series, um was underrunning pretty badly and so they had to write that entire scene in to uh pad it out. And it's one of the best scenes in the whole episode, you know, where she just chats with a plumber from the year 5 billion. It's just a nice little as you say, human moment um, that just sort of fleshes out the characters a little bit. And it's it's funny how some of those, you know, those scenes sort of actually help a series as opposed to like, you know, sometimes you can kind of tell that they're padding this thing out a little bit, but that one really helps. I liked it. Yeah, I think so far the the extra scenes that they have added have sort of shown that right off the bat they were focusing very much on the spectacle of things like you know getting people on board getting people excited because look at what's happening look at the plot look at look at me look at me and I guess you know maybe they hadn't thought ahead about including enough of those quiet personal moments so in in Rose we got the the doctor's speech about you know feeling the earth turning underneath him which you know not my favorite but still it's it's a it's, it's a good quiet moment and then that scene with Rose which is one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing I like I like seeing the, the quote unquote the little people, which God that sounds awful too, considering the stature of the little blue aliens. But uh, <laughs> I t- did not mean that. No, no. Yes, Oy. Um But just the showing showing the the folks on the ground who are actually you know not the millionaires. So mm-hmm. that's kind of nice. Yeah, um, it's interesting actually that you say that because it's almost like the people who were making the show, especially those in charge of the show. Uh, despite their best intentions, were still kind of thinking of Doctor Who as the Doctor Who that they mm-hmm. knew, which is not very he- heavy on character and all about plots and everything like that. So perhaps they almost had the same, you know, thoughts going into making the show as you did going into watching it. You know, how can we make this like it used to be because that's what we want it to be kind of thing. And then they sort of had to sort of, you know, by necessity... Um, turn it into something that it is today, which is a little more character-driven. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I do think that this episode was also a statement, like a statement saying yeah. this is not your father's Doctor That's Who. This is too. this is not the classic series because you get uh, you get the Doctor flirting 
a lot yeah. with Jabe and Jabe flirting with him. And I mean, that was that was not something that the classic series doctor would have really done. And so, you know, that that was probably another thing that bugged the crap out of me when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> I'll own that. Um, and also the fact that you get these hints about who the doctor is. You hear the phrase Time Lord. Yeah. And then you hear that his planet is gone and the... I, I like the scene between him and Jabe in the uh, in the tube or the. And he shed the tears. And he, yes, he that that's a wonderful moment. She's just you know amazed that he even exists, and yeah. it really builds the mystery. That's it, that moment was really really cool. And then at the end when he's talking about the fact that his planet is is gone, that's probably another thing that really upset me. Actually, that is that I remember specifically because wow. I because I love Gallifrey. Uh-huh. Like the Gallifrey stories were my favorite in the classic series, and I think I ended up this episode just being super pissed that there was no more Gallifrey <laughs> and he's the last of the Time Lords. And what the heck are they thinking? And it, it ended up working, so it was fine. But I, it turned me off. I was I was one of those one of those fans who was very sad to see. Which and again, I don't apologize for this because I, I was there was something that I loved about the show, and they had gotten rid of it. So that made me sad and yeah you know now obviously it's all been retconned back into existence but at the time it was a real thing and i was grieving for gallifrey and that really interfered with my ability to enjoy the show as much as i probably should have you had some issues you had some issues back then <laughs> that was uh uh-huh. that was, I, I was i was just the that, person that, i was you were in your like mid to late 20s back then i suppose i remember how i was in those days and for some reason i was able to sort of get right on board with this thing right away I'm glad. Yeah, I'm actually quite proud of that because I could have been very much like you know, possibly like you were <laughs> regarding this, and I was like, yeah, I love this. This is this is new and exciting and fantastic, and it's different, and so it doesn't. And obviously, you know, uh, we're watching it for the first time in our adult years as opposed to Doctor Who, the classic series, which means it had a whole chance to sort of you know, it's just part of our race memory. When mm-hmm. you know, adding stuff to your race memory is kind of difficult and weird because you've, 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 you know, you've packed all the boxes of classic Doctor Who on the shelf in your mind, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. where do I put this new stuff? And you mm-hmm. have to try and shove it in above the other boxes and like mm-hmm. clear on other shelves, and it's it's kind of difficult sometimes, but we do it. I think I had to build an entirely new shelving unit, and that was what took me so long because I'm not very good at building things. You didn't go to Ikea for it then? There was no... We, I, I never lived near an Ikea until I got oh, here. See, we had <laughs> so. an Ikea. We had an Ikea. So I had lots of Ikea shelves by the time um, new Doctor Who came out. So I had plenty of room. Mm. Yay. Yeah. Any, anything else about, uh, about the end well, of the world? I had something queued up, but uh, it is... Oh, do you want to talk about the music? Gone. The music. Well, I like the little waltz. Cassandra's Waltz is what it's called. Uh, it's always been one of my favorites. I like it when it comes back next year in New Earth because it's played as a full orchestra. This whole season, apart from, I think, there's a bit of choir stuff uh, for some of the Dalek episodes there, it's all just done on Murray Gold's Casio keyboard. Um, and so it's a little it's a little iffy, but uh, what, what, do you, what did you think of the music? That was not what I meant at all by music. I was thinking of the songs, the use of the use of Tainted Love, which yeah. I think Tainted Love actually worked very well because, you know, the lyrics seem very fitting for you know rose and i have have had that feeling at parties too just sort of being overwhelmed i am not in my element this is a fancy party i don't feel like i belong with these people and you know i feel like i gotta run away gotta get away all that stuff so so that worked very well toxic 
and, and I knew Tainted Love at the time. I did not know the song Toxic when this episode first aired. Uh-huh. So I didn't get the joke. I didn't recognize that it was Britney Spears. I didn't know anything about it. So it didn't do anything for me. And I was just like, okay, whatever. This is some British pop song. Damn. I think I must have assumed. Kids and their music is probably what you're saying. Uh, probably i mean i knew of it but now i actually like that song because of its inclusion in this episode i the first time i ever heard toxic was actually nickel creek doing a cover version of it too Mm -hmm. it's good yeah yeah and it's and i and i was like oh this is actually pretty good i went back and listened to the britney spears version not even knowing that it, it had already been um this because this was years after i saw this and i was like oh well, the Britney Spears version's okay. Uh, it has grown on me in the intervening years, and now I get it, and it was it was kind of funny. But I still, I still don't quite understand the choice of that song. Um, Tainted Love fits thematically. Toxic. What, uh, Cassandra's toxic. The Earth. We know the Earth isn't toxic. People were living on it. It was a park. I, I, I don't get it. It's just the joke that you know. Let's let's uh, you know play Earth off with this gentle ballad. Was what Cassandra kind of says, and then it's toxic. But I mean, it could have been so many other pop, poppy songs that were. I don't know. I I guess maybe there's some sort of thematic thread there that I'm not getting. But no, I just think it's uh, using a pretty popular song that you would never think would be in Doctor Who, and then it's in Doctor Who. It's basically, you know, there you go. There's, there's, there, there you go, kids. (laughs) You you liking your music and your Britney Spears? Well, come along and watch this new show called Doctor Who because you can hear some Britney Spears in it from time to time. But I liked Britney Spears. I was actually a fan. I mean, I wasn't a big enough fan to have her albums, but the songs that were out on the radio, I enjoyed uh, unabashedly, and I had never actually come across Toxic. I just didn't know that song, so I that was why I thought it was weird. I I figured that they would maybe pick a, a song that was big enough that I might have heard it. This was a big hit. Weird. How how did I miss it then? I guess it's just me. I guess it is just you. Apparently there's a video for it that is um very controversial. It's very sexy, isn't it? That's the one I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. I've never seen it actually. I know what we're doing after this. We're watching The Unquiet Dead. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We're doing that we're too. Watching the Unquiet Dead because you're gonna. There's more Verity homework, uh, so that's what we'll be watching, mm-hmm. and not the video for Toxic. That's what you think. Which apparently takes place on an airplane. No, I've never seen it either. So. Well, maybe we'll watch the video for Toxic. Ha. And then we'll watch The Unquiet Dead. It, see, thematically threaded perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. We will not do an episode on Britney Spears' video for Toxic, though. No, even I'm not willing to go that far. Okay, good. Well, I hope you enjoyed the new microphone. Yeah, me too. I'm really worried about how this is going to sound. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. If, if Depending on it, too bad. We're, we're not doing it again. Mm-hmm. So. Cause we're, we're not do, We're not. You mean we're not re-recording the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So if this is, if this wasn't heard by anybody, there will be no podcast about the end of the world. And that's that. That, as you say, is that. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.